Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on, good people? Pastor LaMarcus here with another episode of On Your Mark. Man, so excited to be getting on our marks together today as uh, we go into our triggered, triggered series, uh, uh, Triggered by the Truth, continuing to move forward there. Uh, and I pray that as I'm coming to you, man, that uh, you're just seeing some awesome and mighty things from the Lord as he is just, just blessing you real, real good. And uh, man, I pray that we just uh, have a uh, more of a an awareness of uh, just his goodness and his mercy uh, in our life and towards us. Man, sometimes God is so good. Uh, and because God has been so good, sometimes it's easy to overlook his goodness. But man, I pray that with every passing breath, uh, that we're all just in awe of his goodness and grace towards us. Um, as we are going forward, man, listen, um, you guys know that that I have been really praying and uh, just asking God for direction as it relates to this whole series on Triggered by the Truth. And uh, we've put out a couple of podcasts so far. I definitely want to encourage you, if you are just now popping into this series uh, on Triggered by the Truth, I want to encourage you very, very strongly to stop where you are in this podcast and go back and get the, the first podcast on Triggered by the Truth when we talked about the truth will set you free. Because I believe we laid out some really, really important um, foundation and, and where we're going to be going with this. And I would hate for you to jump into this one uh, particular podcast and just kind of be blindsided like, man, whoa, what is going on here? Uh, so so be sure to go back and do that. And then I would encourage you to go to the next one, really do this series in order. Um, do the next one where we talked about uh, why we tend to be so triggered by the truth and why we defend ourselves. And, uh, you know, people tend to defend where they are. And if something's not right, uh, because we're there, we have to defend it. So there was a few things that, that we encouraged everybody to do uh, in those podcasts or, or in that particular podcast when it comes to that. Um, one of the main things we have to do um, is to reject pride. You know, sometimes pride uh, tell us that it's not our fault, it's not us. Uh, and sometimes when we're given new information, true information, that is, uh, pride sometimes keeps us from accepting what's new. So we got to reject that. Um, and then we got to check it. Check the truth, man. The truth will bear out. It'll always be able to stand uh, for itself. So it's nothing wrong with double checking and making sure that the information you have is true. As a matter of fact, I recommend it particularly. And it's going to sound interesting, but particularly when it comes to uh, to, to biblical truths and insights and messages that you're getting, double check it, man. Um, that the thing about God is he doesn't mind. He, he, he is true. So the, the truth never minds being investigated because the truth is always going to bear out. It's the, it's the false stuff. It's the lies that don't want you to check into them because they'll fall apart. So, uh, it's all right, man. Double check it, uh, reject pride, uh, check into it, double check it. Uh, and then when, when you, when you see that is true, accept that new information, um, it's going to mean what it means, but accept it and then be willing to deal with the backlash because you're going in a different direction now, or you're doing something different than, uh, what, what you thought was true or what other people are holding to as, as true. And you realize, wait, that's not real. That's not true. I can't hold on to that anymore. Well, you know, people always want to give you backlash for that. That's okay. Welcome it. You move forward. And then hopefully, um, as they see your life improves that they'll move forward too. And then once you do that, you can receive the benefits of the new truth. And that's the whole point. The truth shall set us free, man. Sometimes we're so bound by, uh, misinformation and untruths 
that that we'll find ourselves being locked into something that we don't need to be locked into. So we're going to dive into it. And and we're in I'm not sure when you're listening, um, but we're in the month of October. And uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and deal with this idea of, of being triggered by the truth with um, just some of the uh, the superstitions and, and the things that we hold on to or grab on to that that aren't necessarily real or only a portion of it is true or or none of it's true, but it's so ingrained into our thinking or our way of of being, our way of acting uh, that it becomes true to us and we act out in that way. But acting out into that thing that's not true actually binds us and it keeps us from what's real. So I want to deal with a few things today and 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 just full transparency here, um, you know, go go back and do your own research. Go back and look at some of these things. My my main point today in the ideas and, and the examples that I'm going to give you is not to to come at you, your way of living, your life, what you're doing. No, I want to just show you. Uh, where some of these things come from and how easy it is for them to just get intertwined in our everyday lives that we don't even realize it. On a previous podcast, I gave the example of knocking on wood and, I, and I'm going to talk about that here in a second. And, you know, I was sitting watching football with my boys and and they do fantasy football. I believe it was about uh, fantasy football. And one of them said, yeah, man, I can always count on this guy. Or this guy's going to do that. And then he said, knock on wood. And the idea is if I say something like that, I, I don't want to mess it up or I don't want to watch this. I don't want to jinx it. There, There's another one. Uh, I, I don't want to make it bad. So let me knock on wood. So I make sure everything is okay. And I was sitting, I was like, wait, wait, no, 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 man. We don't, we don't do that. We don't knock on wood. That's not how that works. And it was really unnerving to him and unsettling to him to not knock on wood because it had become such an an ingrained part of what he does. And here's the other thing that's really interesting about it. He's never seen me do that. Like he's never seen my my wife do that. Um, So it's just you pick up on things and, and you start to do things and you don't even really understand where they come from. And now watch this. The truth shall, shall set you free because he he felt it was so real and true that he had to knock on wood. He was so uneasy and un, unnerved about not knocking on wood that binds you, man. That's keeping you shackled up. And I know that's a small example. But but when we start to really deal with this and talk about um, being set free and living free in Christ, Um, There are some things the world wants to attach to us to try and inhibit our freedom that we got to be careful. Look, it may be it may seem like a little small thing, but those little small things can add up to be huge. So so I want to just kind of deal with some of that uh, today. And again, I'm not going to hit everything you you guys know. And if you think about it, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll begin to you'll be able to really look into your own life and your own environment and what's going on to be able to identify some of these things that you say, wait, man, where that come from? Like, why do we do that? What's the deal with that thing? Um, so again, I'm not coming at you specifically, but but I am. I am coming hard to attack those things that attach to our lives that are simply not true. Uh, and I, I just want to read a few things to you and then then we'll we'll give you hopefully some some ideas on how to overcome some of this stuff. But the the idea, and I mentioned it, the idea of knocking on wood, apparently it's an Indo-European, uh, Celtic um, and, and kind of British backgrounds is kind of where some of this, this originated from. Uh, it says any list of superstitions would have to begin with arguably the most well-known and universal superstition to knock on wood. Uh, the actual origins uh, and even meaning of the phrase as a uh, at, or as varied as the culture which it which uses it. 
which sometimes suggests roots in the Indo-European or a Celtic belief that spirits, good and bad, reside in trees who could be either called upon for protection or chased away by knocking on their home. And others, particularly Christians, linking the practice to the magical power of the wooden crucifix. Most likely among different theories, historians have attributed the superstition to the 19th century, century British children's game called Tiggy Touchwood, in which young players claim immunity from being tagged by touching the nearest piece of wood. Adults picked up on the habit and the phrase, the British still say, touch wood today, uh, and it, it rests in history. So the idea is, sounds like this may have even started from a children's game, but then it kind of evolved into this idea of uh, there, are, there are spirits residing in, in wood and we want to knock on it to, to keep them appeased. And and then the, the Christians, when we come in, it's like, well, we can't just be willy nilly knocking on wood. If anything, let's knock on the cross. Let's knock on the crucifix because that's that's where our power lies. And then you can kind of see where stuff starts to cross over and become just kind of just an amalgamation of I almost say it, just an amalgamation of nonsense. Like it doesn't that it's not real. It's not actual. It's not factual. There's nothing biblical about it. And so this idea that that we just feel better when we do it. Now, I, I want to be careful here because, um, well, I don't want to be careful about the idea of knocking on wood. I, I, I don't want to offend anybody who does it again. Um, I've heard it before and I've done it before and until I started to, to realize what well, I don't need to do that. But, uh, even with, with kids and, and my children never seen me, like it kind of invades our surroundings to the point that it can become a part of what you do. But I want to be very, very clear. There's no biblical basis for it. whatsoever. Um, th th it's just not. So as much as we can, we need to root those type of things out because watch this. Am I trusting and relying on knocking on wood or is my trust and reliance in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? We got to make sure that we don't allow kind of the world's way of operating, the their, their way of beating superstition or their way of overcoming something be something as, as I'm, I'm trying to be nice, but something as as ludicrous as knocking on wood no we don't we that's not that's not biblical that's not real if there's some sort of um meditative thing i i know some people uh that this this the fidget spinners used to be so big uh, a few years back or this idea of of rolling marbles or or the the balls around in your hand or uh, these certain things that you do with your fingers. I'm not talking about things like that. Look, those are, are proven calming techniques, but they're not to curry favor. They're not to try to overcome some, some superstition or overcome some negative or bad luck. No, 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 no. We need to make sure that we're aware of what we're doing. So those things don't be things that keep us from being free. Another one, another one, throwing salt over your shoulder. It's another, uh, well, actually this is, a uh, comes from European background, uh, Christian background in ancient Rome. Uh, perhaps the next best, uh, the next most common superstition, at least in the West involves tossing salt over one shoulder. Uh, like knocking on wood, this superstition also involves the idea of warding off evil. Uh, in this case, the devil himself in Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper, Jesus's betray betrayer, Judas Iscariot, is portrayed as having accidentally spilled salt. Hmm. Since Judas was associated with doing something bad, the argument goes that ipso facto, 
uh, so was salt and throwing it over your shoulder would blind the devil awaiting there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, since in other versions of the superstition, old scratch, I guess that's what they call the, the devil, was thought to reside just over your left shoulder, ready to tempt you. The salt was thrown to the left. Still others say that the sheer value of salt alone in ancient times led to the belief that to spill it was to incur bad fortune like among the Romans, requiring a corresponding ritual or act of penance to prevent worse loss from occurring. So you can see where we start to just kind of read into stuff. We start to add stuff in that's that's not really there. Even even when you think of from a Christian standpoint, the painting depicting um, Judas spilling salt. So he's the bad one. He spilled the salt. That must be an issue. So salt, then if you spill it, then you got to ward off the bad. Like, come on, man. Not, none of that stuff. None of that stuff has any real, uh, not any real, not, it doesn't have any biblical value at all. So we have to be careful about stuff like that. There's the walking under a ladder, which is, uh, has European and Christian roots, possibly uh, Egyptians. The idea behind that, and I, I don't want to read all of these, but the idea behind that is a uh, ladder pressed up against the wall um, gives the appearance of a triangle. Uh, and then the triangle has three sides, which points to uh, the triune God or, or the, uh, the Trinity. So you want to be careful not to go between that because you don't want to upset that. And it's like, wait, that's a that's quite a stretch, man. Like, like that's really pushing it from from a Christian standpoint. So, you know, if you walk underneath a ladder, that's bad luck. Now, you you can probably think of where where the idea of walking under a ladder um, got the the idea of being bad luck, because if somebody is up there working or if somebody is up there painting or if somebody is up there putting up, uh, you know, putting stacking bricks and somebody just happens to be walking by when they drop the brick and it hit them. Man, it's bad luck to walk under a ladder. So you can you can just imagine how things like that start to come about. And we just have to be careful that we don't um, let it become a part of that's controlling us. You see a ladder, you freak out because you can't walk there. We just have to be careful about that. Another one, broken mirror. You know, if you break a mirror, that's seven years of bad luck. One of the that comes from ancient Greek, uh, Roman and, and European, where the idea is when you break the mirror, it, your your image is so distorted and you just you, you got to be careful. You got to find a way to put it back together. So so you're, you're not distorted. Your life is not distorted for the next seven years of bad luck and stuff like that. So, you, again, no biblical basis there. We have to be careful. Step on a crack. Break your mother's back. The idea is. Uh, has African roots and European folklore where if something is cracked, it was thought that it was a dimension. It was it opened uh, a dimension to another uh, world or, or something else. So you want to be careful because if, if you offend that or if you if you anger that, then all of a sudden now you're putting your mother in jeopardy because you've upset, you know, the, the dimensions or the people over there. So stepping on a crack, lucky pennies. Picking up a penny that that is uh, on heads or, or just having a lucky penny or something like that. Again, you can understand where some of this might begin where, hey, there's a penny. Oh, that's good. Let me get that. Now, you know, there's more money. Now, folks just throw coins out now uh, like nothing. But but you can kind of see where some of that comes up. But but again, as a Christian, luck is not involved. Like we don't believe in luck. The, the, the penny thing has ancient Roman, English and, and even American um, background there. Lucky horseshoe, um, is another one that, 
that people talk about a lot. Friday the thirteenth. Oh my goodness, Friday. We actually we just had a Friday the thirteenth um, a, a few days ago. But this idea that that uh, it has European and Christian. Um, obviously, the movie Friday the Thirteenth didn't probably didn't help this much, but that's where they even get that from because it invokes this superstition or this idea of bad luck. Bad things are going to happen on Friday the 13th. And I can even remember growing up, it's like, man, it's Friday the 13th. We ain't going nowhere. We're going to sit at the house because we don't need them kind of problems. Like, really? Now, now let me let me utilize that for a moment. It's Friday the 13th. And now I have to alter everything that I would normally do on a Friday because I don't need them problems. You see how I just bound myself? You see how I just put my own self in chains? The truth shall set you free. I should have the same freedom on this Friday that I have on every Friday or that I have on every other day. But because this idea around it changes, now I have to think differently about it. Uh, another one, black cats. Come on now. Uh, I, I and, and listen, you, you fool around. Some of y'all driving and you see a black cat, you will stop your car and go in the other direction because you don't need them kind of problems in your life. <laughs> And let me be honest with you, you might not need them kind of problems in your life, but I can assure you the black cat don't have anything to do with it. But but those things are so pervasive in our minds sometimes um, that it actually, you know, it kind of it, 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 it can make you think and feel a certain way. And I'm going to be honest, I grew up, you know, hearing some of these things. So, you know, if I'm driving now and I see a black cat, I think about it and I have to tell myself, like, come on, man, really? That that's, you know, the God I serve is so weak that a cat can determine my fortunes. Come on now. Uh -uh, I can't I can't let that be the thing. And we got to be so careful because it does that. Here's another one. Fingers crossed that this is Western European and pagan, even Christian belief, the superstition of crossing one's finger, uh, bringing uh, the luck, uh, bringing bringing on luck because of the fingers crossed or good luck comes uh, because you have your fingers crossed. We used to play games. Uh, what was it? Uh, you, you got the cooties or you it and stuff like that. And then somebody tried to come up and tag you. You be like, uh, uh my fingers crossed. Like, like even then, like think about that. Crossing your fingers wards off the cooties, or crossing your fingers keeps you from being it. And and I I, I want to be careful here, but but I I want us to think about this. Like these are games that kids are playing. Like think of how pervasive and and shaping. That these kind of things are where where we are taught, even within games and stuff, that that something as simple as crossing your fingers can affect or have that big of an effect on your being or, or, or your moving forward. And we just have to be careful because it's just simply not true. It just simply is not true. Crossing your fingers is not going to uh, affect those things in that way. Uh, this one is kind of funny to me because I need to find my um, my fifth grade teacher and apologize. Uh, sweeping of the feet. <laughs> um, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody starts sweeping, some of y'all start jumping on chairs and door, y'all be climbing on, don't sweep my feet. I don't need that kind of bad luck in my life. And the reason I need to find my fifth grade teacher and apologize is because she would ask, you know, she would ask people to, all right, you know, we just got done with arts and crafts or whatever. And she would say, all right, you know, somebody, somebody sweep and somebody raise their hand and volunteer. And at some point, we realized that when you start sweeping, somebody got close to her feet and I've never seen an older lady move that fast before in my life. I mean, she did. And listen, if she was on a ladder drill or if she was doing some agility, she won. I, I mean, she got I think she had on some heels, not high heels. 
because she was older, but she always dressed up like she was going to church on Sunday. I, I remember my, my fifth grade teacher, she always dressed up and she had, you know, had the little low heels, little one is here, but she got quick. Boy, when I say she got quick and when I tell you that that was the worst thing she could have ever did, because from that moment on, anybody she ever asked to sweep, me included, and I apologize, Lord, I need to repent for that, but me included, anybody she ever asked to sweep would intentionally be going over by her and she will be doing the two steps. She will be doing the happy feet. She will be doing the river dance. That <laughs> I, I should be laughing. I'm so sorry, Jesus. Uh, but I'm telling you, it was like a like everybody in the class understood that if you go close to her feet with that broom, she gonna dance, boy. She gonna move. Um, and it just, again, it shows you how things like that bind us. Listen, a broom going across your feet doesn't mean anything except whatever was dirty on that broom could possibly have been transferred to your feet. It's it just it it's not the the depth that we put into it. It is it is really quite that simple. So we have to be careful about things like that. And again, I'm sorry for my part in the sweeping of the feet thing, but we got to watch stuff like that. The last one I'll mention in, in, uh, well, there, there's a few more, but the itching palms, like if your right hand itching, Ooh, that's some money coming, boy. Oh man. My, oh, my, my hand itching. And you know, I, I love my grandma and, and folks who at church know, uh, the affection I have for her and how much she taught me. And I, I still count her as one of the greatest, uh, theologians to ever live. Cause she taught me more about love than, than anybody I ever know. But one thing she got wrong, she got the itchy palm thing wrong. Grandma, listen, if grandma right hand stuff, ooh, some money coming, baby. She, I, she believe that now. Um, and it's so funny because you fool around, you start thinking that. And if my hands start itching right now, then that thought comes to mind. And I have to remind myself, that's not what that means. What it probably means is I might need to go wash my hands. I, I don't know. I hope I ain't grab nothing wrong. I, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to be, well, I'm trying to be truthful. And, and the fact is, your palms itching has nothing to do with fortune coming your way. It just doesn't like that's it's not supported by anything. It's not support. There, there's just no reason to believe that. But um, but that's one of the big ones. And there are tons of others, man. There's the whole idea of on New Year's Eve, you got to put you got to have your black eyed peas because you want to have a good year. You better put your dime in them black eyed peas because you want to have a good year. Whoever get eating the black eyed peas and get the dime, that's who really going to have a year. No, no, that's who almost got choked on the dime. Don't put money in your beans. Don't do that. Like, that's not, you know, what I'm saying have black eyed peas because they're good for you, not because you looking for some sort of good fortune in that year. That's not how that works. So you got, we got to be careful about that. There's even the one on the, on the, the new years when, when the new year strike, the first person got to be in your house has to be a man because that's going to be good fortune. And, and I don't want to call names. I, I know folks, you, you go to their house. They ain't letting you in until a man then came through the threshold of the door first. That's how much they believe it. And I'm going to say this because I love y'all now. I ain't talking about people out there. I'm talking about people who I go to church with, people who I not necessarily go to church with right now, but as growing up, these were folks who I went to church with, who took me to church. These are, are people who believe in Jesus. And, and we see how these things can be so pervasive in our, in our minds and our activities. They become intertwined along with Christian morals and Christian values, and they actually inhibit or pull down our Christian values. When we start waiting for our hand to itch, for fortune to hit our life, 
then we stop praying that God just bring fortune to our life. When we start waiting for the new year to eat a certain a certain meal because that's what's going to help me, then we start we stop trusting God to be our help. When we start start jumping around because somebody is sweeping, then we're not trusting that no evil can befall me if God is with me, if God be at my right hand, if he keeps me. That then you, you can start to see how these little these little superstitions and these little things start to actually eat at what we actually believe as true from God because we start to trust that I got to knock on wood. God is not not my portion in my help. God is not my health and my strength. God is not the one dictating what goes on in my life. Me knocking on wood is what's going to make everything go okay in my life. And no, nobody, absolutely nobody believes and thinks of it that way. But that's actually what we're doing when we make uh, a day. We, we can't go nowhere because it's Friday 13, man. We got to be careful. No, God is still in control. We, we You know what I'm saying? A, a black cat comes. Oh, man, we got to watch out. Don't let him cross my path because I don't need that kind of. No, what about, you know, God is the, your, the strength of your life? What about God is the head? He's the leader. He's the one in control. Well, I got to cross my fingers because, you know. God ain't strong enough. So these two fingers, though, they going to get it. And I, and I promise I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make fun of or make light because these things are real. Like they get they get ingrained and engrossed in our ideas and our thinking. They are real. But I, I, I want to expose them as what they are. It's a farce. They are they are impotent. They have no power. Crossing your fingers has no power in your life. Throwing salt over your shoulder has no power in your life. Dodging a, a sweeping broom has no power in your life. A cat walking across your path, no power in your life. A broken mirror, no power in your life. Lucky pennies, no power in your life. Cracks on the road, no powers in your life. Splitting pole, don't you split that pole because that mean this and the youngest person who split the pole. Gonna... No, it has no power. And when we give it power, we're actually extracting power from God. God is all powerful. Let me be careful. Let me stop right there. God is all powerful and you cannot you cannot extract power from him. What I'm saying is you actually turn down the power of God acting on your behalf and in your life when you give power to these things that actually have no power. You'll fool around and start seeing things and create bad luck. You'll see stuff and think it is misfortune because, well, somebody, I should have known it. Somebody swept my feet. So, of course, this happened. Like you'll make up stuff that's not even really there that you wouldn't have even seen otherwise if you didn't believe that. So we got to be careful about that. And I know, I know that really thinking about this can be a little bit triggering because grandmama, man, grandmama loved me and, and, and grandmama said this and, and my mama loved me and mom said dad loved me and he does it. He said, no, man, I, I just, I got to be honest with you. Remember how we started? When you're confronted with the truth, you can't let pride stop you from, from seeing the truth. Go, go double check it. Please look at the Bible. Find these superstitions. Find this stuff. And if you see it there, then tell me I'm wrong and I'll say, you know what? My bad. I'm wrong. Let's start crossing our fingers because, man, Jesus ain't got no power. No, man, that's not how it works. When we find ourselves face to face with some of these stuff, don't defend it. Don't defend it. Recognize it. Right. Don't let pride get in the way. We have to recognize a couple things. And I'm going to get out of your way here. Um, I hope you're not too mad at me. Um, but but I, I want us to understand something. When when we see and, and you need to look at your look at your life and, and start to think of the way you do things and why you do them. Like really ask yourself, wait, did what, what did I just knock on wood? What, what am I doing? Why am I doing that? 
wait, I saw a black cat. Did I turn and go the other way? Why am I doing that? Oh man, here I am with my fingers crossed. Why, why, why did I do that? Like really start to investigate what you're doing and why you're doing it. Really, those are the, these are the three things I want to, I want to give you. Really question it. Question what you're doing and why. And make sure that your why is supported biblically. Make sure that the why you're doing something is really undergirded by good, sound, biblical teaching. Make sure that that's there. All right, here's, here's the, the second thing I want you to do. When you find you're doing something that's not supported biblically, that's not undergirded by the foundation of the Bible, admit it. Ooh, yeah, you know me, boy. I, you know, I'm throwing salt on my shoulder. If I if I do this, if I spill some milk, or if I if I see a crack, I'm jumping off. Ooh, that's me. Admit it. Admit that. that like, don't be like, oh, whatever. It ain't that big a deal. It is. It's hindering our freedom. They shall know the truth. And the truth shall set them free. But only as you know the truth, being intimately aware of the truth, accepting the truth, walking in the truth, doing the truth. That's what's going to set you free. So question every question it, man. And then when you see something, admit it. Don't just don't push it off. Well, man, I've been doing it all my life. It ain't never hindered me yet. How do you know? And, and I'm going to I'm going to question. I'm, I mean, I'm going to call you on that. Not only is it has it been hindering you, it's going to continue to hinder you until you break that thing off your life. So question it, admit it and then do this. Quit. Quit it. Not doing it no more. I don't care how I don't care how easy it is. I am not knocking on that wood. I don't care how how I feel about it. I'm not throwing salt over my shoulder. I don't care. Yep, I see that cat. I'm going. That's the way I'm going. It, but it crossed the path that don't matter i'm not i'm going like it, it's gonna be uncomfortable and and sometimes some of some of you guys may be listening to this and thinking i don't know about do them little things that's so silly don't nobody do that no 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 think about what you do though that's not un, that's not girded that's not undergirded by the bible and and that's gonna be the thing because frankly these things can seem silly to some but they they're so real to others but whatever you're doing is is that's the thing that's real to you and you have to be honest with yourself even when it's triggering oh man I, ooh, I, I didn't realize i i did that so so i i have to sleep on this side of the bed because of this or i i'm gonna only get out of the bed on this side because of that or or when i walk in the bathroom or when i go to the kitchen like there's so many different things in our mind that can become a part of what we do that doesn't make sense but we don't really question and thinking about it uh, think about it because that's what we've always done that kind of traditional aspect of it and we're going to deal with Traditions on a whole nother podcast, but but the, the reason I'm mentioning it is the thing that we do is always the thing that's not a big deal, whatever. It's always, they're weird for doing what they do, but my thing, not a big deal. No, 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 no. You need to question it. You you, you really do. You, you need to question it, right? You need to, you need to die. I mean, you really need to question it. And then when you see that it's not girded up by biblical teaching, truth and understanding, admit it. And you know what the other thing you got to do? To be free from it, quit, quit it. Force yourself to not do it. Put yourself in positions where I'm, I'm just not gonna knock on wood. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not going to do it. And here's why: the, the Bible says it, it because here's the really under the real undergirding thing here. Because I don't want to give you this whole podcast and haven't given you any scriptures to to really undergird what I'm talking about. Genesis one and one: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That means before God created it, it wasn't. 
And then he created everything out of nothing. That means he called it into being his spirit, his power, his might. That means he's in control. Not these little things that we find ourselves, that we find attaching to us that tries to make us think that they're in control. A cat can't control your future, your past. It can't, it doesn't have control. A day doesn't have that kind of control. Breaking a mirror doesn't have that kind of, I'm, I'm just telling you that God created, so he's in control. And, and then uh, Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus said this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given into my hand. All authority. I have authority over these things. I have power over these things. You don't have to be shaken by the misfortune of this thing. You don't have to be shaken by the mishap of that thing. You don't have to be shaken because of something that that has been placed uh, around us in our brain, in our mind. That, that's not, not a real actual thing. No, 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 no. I have power. I have authority. Yield. Submit to me. Come to me. Come. I'll do it. Even he calls out for us. Come unto me, all who are, are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you rest. You know what he's saying? Look, you, you're going to run yourself crazy out there trying to take on the yoke on your own. You're going to run yourself crazy with all these little things. No, come to me. I am the one with power. I am the one with truth. I am the one that upholds you, that undergirds you. I am the one. You don't have to worry about any of those small little things. You don't have to worry about the rituals and, and all. You don't have to worry about the superstitions. It's me. Come to me. I'll give you rest. He went forward. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You'll find out that my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He's trying to tell you, you are weighing yourself down, trying to make it with all of this other stuff. And, and I don't have time to go into it on this podcast, but you understand these little superstitions, these little things that we come up with, those are just small ideas of bigger issues. We have trust issues. Sometimes we have faith issues sometimes. So it's easier for me to believe in knocking on wood. Really? Come on, man. Come to him, all who are heavy and heavy laden. He will give us rest. How? Because he's going to give us the truth. He's going to set us free. He's going to break the yokes of all these little, little, little superstitions and things that's been binding us and keeping us from living full and living healthy and living joyful. He's going to break all of that stuff because we're going to realize none of it has power. He does all authority on heaven and on earth. Jesus, uh, God steps out of nothing, out of nowhere, into nowhere, creates everything that we know to be created today. He has power. He has authority. Is there anything too hard for God? No, there's not. We got to yield to him and we got to let him do it. And even though these truths might trigger us, we got to examine our life. We got to see where these things have taken hold. We have to admit it. And then we have to, by the power of God and by the might of Jesus Christ on our behalf, we have to quit it. And I know this seems so simple and small, but it's the little simple and small things that can sometimes keep us from the grand and glorious things that God has for us. And these things, I'm just going to declare and decree, they'll no, they'll no longer have authority over you. They will no longer have power over you. They are That, that mess is broken. You don't have to yield to it. You don't have to submit to it. You don't have to participate in it. All we need to do is find ourselves at the feet of the cross. Find ourselves in the arms of a loving Savior. Find ourselves with the one who has all power, all authority in heaven and on earth. And then 
we can move forward to do and be all that he's called us to be. Listen, man, I pray that something has been said that'll be a blessing to you. Uh, let us know, man. We, we, we're here. We're going to go here. We're going to deal with it. Let us know uh, about certain things and certain truths that um, certain ideas that, that maybe trigger you that, that you want more information on, uh, that you want more insight on. And we'll certainly do that. We're going to be here uh, for a few weeks as we just kind of dive in to some things and unravel uh, some things that have maybe been holding us back. And, and even though the truth might be triggering, that's all right. We're going to filter through, we're going to fight through, and we're going to get to the truth that we might be set free. Uh, so let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we can be a blessing to you. If the Lord is laying on your heart to be a blessing to uh, Unique Life Church so that we can continue to bring forth content that'll be a blessing to you, go to our, our website, uniquelifechurch.org. There's ways there where you can be a blessing and, and where you can give. And if you are listening and you haven't visited our church, come visit with us, man. Come sit down with us uh, in the theater uh, where we host service uh, at, at Malco on Sundays at 10 a.m. Uh, we would love to host you. Reach out to us and let us know you're going to come uh, and visit and we would love to uh, host you, man. Listen, uh, again, just so thankful and so grateful to be able to come to you. Uh, I pray that God continues to bless you real, real good. Again, let us know how we can be a blessing to you. Until next time, uh, until we are on our marks together, know that I'm thinking about you, know that I'm praying for you. God bless you. God keep you. And I love you.